Hello, everybody. Welcome to Watts First Career Explorations webinar. Um, this is going to be a series of career exploration interviews with professionals in different fields that require either um, post-secondary education and or certification and to just help you explore different careers and ideas of what you can do post high school. Um, we invite you all to participate. For our next one, invite a friend. It's open to the public. For all of the staff, please definitely um, take this with you and share that we will be doing this more often so that you guys can also connect with your clients and have them participate with Watt so that we can see how we can connect with them as well. Um, today, we're going to do career explorations in tech and we have a special guest. Um, a 13-year military vet, Mr. Gil Lari. Um, he is a tech um, educator now, and we also have Miss Lanise Fleming, who is POIC's um, Tech Rise um, coordinator, and will be the person who locally, all of the people who are interested in tech after this, that is the person that we'll be connecting you with. Um, so first, um, I would like to ask Gil to go ahead and share a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so my name is uh, Gil Laurie. Just like she said, I was in the Army for 13 years, deployed twice to Kuwait, Afghanistan. I've been doing tech since 2002, or IT in particular since 2002. I've done everything from working at help desk to being the help desk manager to dealing with help desk, computer, other related issues related to satellite communications, fiber optics, while in America and in the middle of combat zones. I used to work with the NSA at one point. I went to college to be an aerospace engineer back in 1998 and got into tech in 2002. I got a master's degree in IT and I got an MBA, but, and then I do some work in conjunction with a, a local technical college around my way down here in Orlando. So um, that's pretty much my background as far as uh, IT is concerned. So I just, I've been doing it for almost 20 years now, so. Thank you, Gil. And Ms. Denise, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and Tech Rise? So hello, my name is Lenise Fleming and I am Tech Rise, a Tech Rise career coach um, for POIC. And I guess like, a little bit about me. I've worked um, as I've worked in nonprofit for ten years, I believe now, to, either in education or in nonprofit. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Excited to um, spread the word about TechRise and TechRise serves 18 to 29 uh, year old young people, and um, we help them get careers in either technology or um, very specific careers, let's say in software engineering or IT. Thank you, Ms. Lanise. All right, so we're just gonna kind of dive right in into interviewing Gil and finding more about um, him and what he does and how he does it and all the cool things. And after our interview, there'll be an open session for everyone to ask Q&A. Um, however they, you know, whatever interest they have in regards to the tech field that Gil or Lanise can answer. Um, all right, so Gil, um, 
All right. So how did you get interested into tech? I got started in college. Um, I graduated high school in 1998. So I won a scholarship to go to Tuskegee University and I majored in aerospace engineering because I thought I was going to be a rocket scientist one day. But, you know, after taking a bunch of calculus and math classes, I switched my major and went into applied sciences. And then after that, I ended up going into the army at 22. Um, initially, I was going to join the infantry because this was right after 9-11. I want to be all I can be and be an American hero and all that stuff. But my uncle, who was in the army, talked me out of joining into joining the infantry and told me to go pick a, a career that I could have with life after, life after the army. So I ended up going into the IT field in the army, which was actually probably the best decision for me in the long run because I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if too many uh, employment opportunities that are directly related to a lot of stuff that the infantrymen were doing. But that's how I initially got started. Was um, you know thanks to my uncle convincing me not to join the infantry. So when you were introduced into um, tech, did you eventually have a mentor at all? I didn't have a direct mentor per se. I mean, there were other people who were in my chain of command i.e. like my boss or something like that who taught me, but somebody working with me just one-on-one to kind of bring me up to speed, that didn't happen with me. You know, it's happened with a lot of other people, but I just didn't become, I, I wasn't that fortunate to find a personal mentor. So I had to teach myself a lot of this stuff on my own to kind of get up to speed with everybody else. So Okay. Um, so when it comes to, tech and IT work, do you actually have to go to college? Is that? No. So there's a lot of misconceptions that everybody believes you have to go to college to, to uh, learn tech or IT. It depends upon what you want to do in IT. So if you want to become a, a computer science uh, major or computer engineer, you're going to have to go to college. But if you want to start off like pretty much like how I did working at the help desk, and then you could transition to becoming like a system ad system administrator, network administrator, doing cybersecurity or other stuff like that. You can come straight out of high school and learn how to do that stuff, just bypass college and then work your way up like that. So no, college is not a mandatory requirement. It's really going to be more so dictated by what type of job you are looking to get into in IT. Then that will tell you if you need a college degree or not. Okay, so with working in IT, the nitty gritty is what we all want is money. What kind of money and nice things can you get with working in IT? You can get anything you want. I mean, I mean, well, the thing about IT is you can start off, let's just say you're 18 years old, coming straight out of high school, no college degree. The average national starting salary is around $15 an hour which is like double what the national minimum wage salary already is. And even though $15 an hour, I think that roughly translates into about what, like 30,000 a year. That might not seem like a lot of money, but with IT, depending upon how specialized you get, how many certifications, how much experience you have, within about 18 to 24 months, you can probably double your salary from $15 an hour to 30. And then within about five to 10 years, you could be making around a hundred thousand dollars. Like I have a younger brother now, he works in IT. He's uh 36 years old. 
He has no college degree. He dropped out of college his freshman year. He makes about $90,000 a year working in IT, and he's only been doing it for about seven years now. So you can get to the six-figure mark and, you know, live out your wildest fantasies if you really want to. So That sounds really cool. Um, so someone who is entering tech, who's never been in the field, what are some things that they can expect upon entering that field of work? You should expect that you're going to be treated as the, uh, the busy bee doing all of the low-level grunt work, and you shouldn't look at that as like a negative thing. You should just look at it as a learning experience because you are literally learning a brand-new career field. So what do I mean by this is they might have you running around the office, plugging in network cables, going out there to fix people's printers, computers, resetting usernames and passwords, just doing all this tedious mundane stuff that might seem boring to you but you know you go out there you do it proficiently it'll just demonstrate to your employers or the customers that you're dealing with that you take your craft or your profession seriously so when it's time for you to get promoted or you go for another job with another company they might up your salary so that and give you more responsibility so that you know you can you know go out there and do all of the so-called cool things that you think a lot of us do so instead of just doing the uh, the grunt work, so. Okay. Um, so you said when you were in the military, you went into tech. What has been the difference between you doing tech work in the military versus you doing tech work no longer in the military? See, in the military, my tech work was combined with me having to be somebody who is training for war at any minute. So even though like in the U.S., when, I'm, when I was stateside, I would do basic computer stuff, whether I'm you know, resetting passwords or I'm running a help desk. But at the same time, I would have to go to a weapons range and spend hours at the weapons range shooting a bunch of guns around. And then for the possibility of me going over to Afghanistan to where now I'm in a combat zone dealing with the Taliban. So while I'm creating user accounts or I'm helping people set up satellite communications, I have to worry about is an RPG going to fly over the wall and blow me up. So that's a major difference. I don't have to worry about people shooting at me and blowing me up while I'm click clacking away on computers in the, in the U S but essentially you still do the same jobs. It's just, you remove the war factor from it. So. Okay. Um, so in this um, economy and with a lot of the younger people graduating from school now or, um, just young adults, they're often wanting to become self-employed or their own business people. Is tech a, a genre of work that would allow to that transition easily? Yeah, so I, people ask me this question all the time, truthfully. So they always ask me, well, how could I start my own tech business? You know, when people think about starting their own tech business, they think about starting the next Facebook, the next Google, just some, monumental tasks where you're going against people who have literally just taken over the internet. I tell them you can do that if you got the funds and the desire to do it, or you can go around fixing smartphones and you might not think of this as fun and exciting, but how many smartphones have you guys owned or how many times have you dropped your phone and cracked it and you got to take it to one of these repair shops and somebody has to fix your screen. I know I've done that countless times since I've had an iPhone over the years and each time I got a cough up, anywhere between 50 to 100 dollars or i might just have to buy a brand new phone but the point i'm making is 
this is an IT business fixing iPhones. You actually learn how to do this in some IT certifications when they educate you on how to do this type of stuff. And you could take that knowledge and just go around, start fixing iPhones. And it's really not expensive to get into this business at all. Then if you want, you can take the profits from that money and then go fund other business related ventures, but you can start just by simply fixing phones. So. Okay. So when someone is getting into IT, they'll often maybe Google things. And when you Google how to get in IT, you come across all of these different certifications, all of these different trainings and things in Google. Um, yeah. So what do you recommend are like the top certifications a new person who's looking into IT should obtain? All right, so outside of the scope of becoming a computer programmer, because I'm not a programmer, so you know those are the people that code up the websites, that code up this Zoomcast that we're looking at. Outside of that, you're dealing with like just going into the help desk, doing tier one, tier two type of stuff. Uh, there's three or four certifications I tell people to focus on. So if you're coming from the standpoint where you have you don't know anything about computers other than how to hit the power button and go watch a YouTube video. I tell people to start with a cert called CompTIA IT Fundamentals. And this is just the most elementary cert that you can get. It just gives you a somewhat of a bird's eye overview to get you familiar with the world of IT in terms of introducing you to various technologies and various terms, but they don't get super technical with it. If you do have a little bit of experience click clacking away on computers, I say start with a cert called A plus certification. They're going to get a little bit more detailed. They're going to teach you about the ins and outs of the computer in terms of the hardware and the software. And then after that, you will want to take a cert called Network Plus. That's going to teach you about how uh, computers communicate with each other and how they communicate with the internet and all the things that happen so that you can watch your YouTube videos or we can do these Zoom live casts and things of that nature. And then the final cert would be this, uh, it's called uh, CompTIA Security Plus. That's going to teach you basic security uh, concepts related to your actual devices and security concepts related to personnel so that when they get these emails talking about you want a million dollars, click on this link. Well, that person will know maybe I should not click on this link because there might be a virus attached to it. They'll just mess up my entire world. So IT fundamentals, A plus, network plus, and security plus are the four SERPs I say people should start off with. Okay. Well, thank you for giving us your time for a short interview to tell us a little bit about yourself in tech. And right now I'm going to kind of switch over to Lenise so we can talk about um, our local program at POIC. And so for those of you who are interested in tech, Lenise is the person that you would actually um, reach out to, or you guys can reach out to anyone in Watt, and we would get you connected to Lenise and learn about our program that helps you get the certifications that Gil was speaking of. Um, so Lenise, if you'd like to go in a little more detail about Tech Rise and upcoming programs, I would appreciate that. Yeah. So. Um... What's really exciting right now is that TechRise is doing uh, a CompTIA A-plus certification training. Right now it's called IT Ready, and um, we're kind of hitting capacity, but I do have room for like 
one or two, um, especially like if they're already um, on your caseload, I can probably get get them up to speed super fast. And so um, if, if you have somebody who's like, I would say, highly interested in tech and that they've done very, very well on their CASAs, um, send, them, send them my way for that. Um, and that training is going to be starting June 22nd, and it's going to run until the end of August. That training has like a, um, the last cohort, it had a 100% uh, employment rate. And we haven't had anybody with, due to COVID-19 um, becoming unemployed uh, because of it. All right, and then the current, the past cohort um, is currently finding jobs. Okay, um, what would be the benefit, sorry, this is an off the record question, um, of a person joining Tech Rise and taking IT Ready courses with you versus um, maybe finding just random classes online or like Googling it? Is there something that, you know, the our POIC staff or students who may be participating or watching this at a later time can say, I really want to do Tech Rise with Lanise. Um, how can we, how do we stand out in that aspect? Well, we definitely stand out because we provide all of the wraparound supports needed. So like any other um, POIC Watt program, we are providing bus passes, um, interview dress, where we provide um, gas cards, um, as well as just like the resume and cover letter help needed um, to get you into the field. And then what's really cool is that we partner with a program called The Contingent and we offer um, mentorship. Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily available to um, somebody who's just like in the work systems stamp program or step program. So that's just a little bit about, um, about some of the wraparound supports that we offer. As far as like entry level positions, hiring right now. So the current cohort is getting hired. It's at a slower rate than I would say like in the past. So like when we had the um, IT ready training that ended in December, a lot of participants were able to get hired by the end of January. This particular IT session, IT ready session ended in uh, late April. Those particular clients still need to do their certification because the program had um, switched to online. And so it took them about two weeks to get that certification going. And then when they began to apply for jobs or while they were applying for jobs saying that, hey, I, I'm about to get my certification. Uh, I would say we have about half that um, are employed right now. And I would typically say it takes about two months, two to three months um, to get everybody employed. Okay. Um, at this time, I want to open the panel up for Q&A. So anybody in the audience, you can either come off mute or you can ask in the Zoom chat any questions that you have um, for Lenise or Gil. And um, we will attempt to get them answered for you guys. Lenise, what was the name of the training again for um for that that's happening in June? It's called IT Ready, and pretty much like if you have a participant that's between the age of eighteen to twenty nine, you can send them my way, and um, I can kind of help them through the process. As I said, we're about to close that window, so it needs to be a very quick turnaround, so that I can advocate okay. for them getting in. 
Okay, and that and this can be for somebody that that's not that's kind of green to IT, kind of just a, a beginning class. Okay. Yes, I mean, as long as they have like a basic interest, let's say like they helped um, their family member with computers or like, you know, they're the person who their friend asked to like fix their phone sometimes. You don't okay. need a whole lot of uh, computer experience necessarily to do the IT ready training. Um, just because, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an entry level, it allows for entry level predictability it allows for entry level entry into um, IT, IT help desk positions. Okay. And Meg has reiterated in the chat that um, for those of you who are interested, we have IT ready multiple times a year and it is a free program. So if you contact Watt or Lenise directly, we can get you into this training for free. Um, so definitely if you have an interest, even if you're just curious, reach out to us and let's see if we can get you in there and you can find out if it's something you really like and want to be a part of, or if not, you just learn something new. <laughs> um, is there any other questions from, oh, Lanya. Hi. Um, hey, Gil, thank you so much. I think your uh, story is super interesting and inspiring and thanks for sharing your time with us. Um, so I found that over the years, like some youth who think, who have an interest in tech um, aren't ready for the IT ready in terms of like their math skills um, or even just like the amount of studying that it requires. And so is there, like if someone is um, not even ready for that, like what is something that they can do to figure out maybe a job to figure out if tech is right for them? Like whether it's, you know, working in a, cell phone store or Best Buy or something? What are your ideas for, I guess that's a question for Gil and Lenise, but whoever yeah. wants to answer. Well, you know, working at a cell phone store, Best Buy, you're not, you're not really doing tech, you're just selling products. <laughs> so yeah. they, might, they might want you to know what the specifications are, but that's just stuff you're gonna memorize. Most of them don't know what they're talking about. Um, when it comes to math, uh, believe it or not, you don't really have to know math to go into tech unless you want to become like a computer science major or a computer engineer. Then you're going to have to learn a lot of math, but that's going to be the route that requires you to go to college. If you, if you just want to go into an entry-level help desk type of job and start working your way up, uh, you're, you're really not going to do math. Like I've been doing it for 18 years, and I've never really applied anything greater than adding – two plus two or four plus four or, you know, something real simple like that to help me out with my career, you know, in terms of just going straight from the help desk to where I, with what I do now. But to get interested in IT, um, I always tell people to just go take a free course like you guys are offering or go study for the IT fundamental certification exam because that is exactly what that certification is primarily designed to do is to really uh, spark to see if anybody has an interest in IT. And, and plus that certification is like only $123 compared to the $400 you're going to have to pay to get the A plus, And then the price just keeps going up and up and up from there. So that's what I tell people to do if they really want to figure out if they're interested in IT is start there, look on YouTube, go to Udemy or go sign up to a program like this and just, you know, see if it, 
piqued your interest from there. And what I really like about, um, you know, partnering with Gil is that we have so many clients that aren't necessarily ready for, um, ready for IT ready, that particular training, just because of what you said, it's an eight week long program. It's not necessarily, it's not paid. So you don't, um, you're not earning income while you're doing it, but you will afterwards, as well as like, um, yeah, we're also having issues with like getting people to pass the Wanderlick um, assessment. That hasn't been an issue right now, just due to the nature of a new population kind of coming in and we're actually hitting our target demographic right now, which is really awesome. Um, but, you know, it's it has been an issue in the past. And then, you know, if you're thinking about doing this CompTIA.org um, certification, with that Wonderlake test, it's just not ideal. Even though, you know, clients might never use the math skills necessary um, for their IT help desk positions. So it's kind of just like an arbitrary test um, that we, some you know, potentially weeds out our clients. Um, Gil, I have a question for you. It's a two-part question. Um, what is, has your experience been like as a black male in tech? That's the first question. Honestly, most of my tech positions, I've been like the only black male around because <laughs> it's just not a lot of us in tech. I think the stats somewhere like 7% black people in tech in general are just in STEM in general. Some could look at that as a bad thing. So, you know, you can choose to look at that as a good thing like I do, meaning I may be the only person there. Well, at least I can go in there and learn everything I'm supposed to learn so that way I can reach back and help somebody else who might be black who wants to get into IT because now they can at least see, oh, I know somebody or somebody kind of looks like me or comes from my background and they seem to kind of know what's going on. So maybe they can be an example for me to follow. So it can be, you know, <laughs> it can be a little lonely, you know, if, if you look at it that way. But I, I never really went into it thinking that, oh, Lord, I'm the only black person around here. I just went in here thinking I'm just going to go in here, do my job and be the best at what I can do. And if I have the time to help somebody else out, you know, especially those who look like me, then I'll do what I can if they're interested in learning. So. Okay. And the second part for that question is, um, what are tech positions looking for in a new hire, like from someone from like yourself? Uh, they're looking for somebody who wants to work, who wants to be there, who wants to learn. Because, you know, when you start off in IT, getting your first job, Nobody is expecting you to be a subject matter expert at absolutely anything. They all know that you're brand new. So they don't expect you to come in there and just understand the same stuff that somebody who's been doing this for 20 years would understand to their level. But they do expect you to come in there and be willing to learn and just do your job and try to do um, and just do the best that you can at your job and want to learn so that you can graduate so you can move up to another position, which oftentimes is followed by a promotion and, you know, stuff like that. So just be willing to learn and, and uh, excel at the, uh, the profession. Are there any other questions from the participants in the chat? I'll do a follow-up. So um, as far as like bettering yourself in um, 
the IT career, we offer vouchers for um, Securities Plus and Networks Plus as well. So um, it's kind of like you get a self-study um, and you, you can study for as long as needed. And then when you feel ready, um, we provide the voucher for you to go ahead and get that certification. Okay, so we have definitely clients in uh, the program who are working towards right now a Network Plus certification. What are the days and the, what are the days and hours of that that eight that six to eight week training? It is nine a.m. to four p.m. Monday through Friday. Okay, okay. And it it runs for eight weeks. Okay. And I think um, Shalandra, if if you have a sore client, there's ways that they can get incentives for participation. If I'm not mistaken, um, Meg can probably clarify. Yeah, particularly our SOAR program, for those who don't know, works with folks coming out of uh, incarceration and connects them to employment and training opportunities. And in that specific program, which, uh, you know, intersects with both our schools and CHI um, and gang outreach, um, but that program can pay a stipend for training, and so they would get an hourly wage for participating in that training if they were eligible. Okay, so our SOAR participants can, they can be eligible for um, stipend for yeah. getting, okay. Okay, well, if there's not any more questions, I want to open the floor to Meg to make an announcement for our next um, WAT meeting that will invite everyone to, so you guys can participate in our next webinar, and um, any closing remarks she may have, and maybe Maria can share a little bit about summer works before we close out. Yeah, I think Maria's having microphone trouble. So um, I'll just jump in that we're going to try to do these, you know, until um, some of the staff kind of is off for the summer. But a way to connect you with the trainings opportunities that um, Watt offers in smaller spaces and bring in special guests like Gil. So I want to thank Jay Nicole and Gil and Lenise for sharing your stories um, and for being here today. I think it was really um, a great space to learn. I think we're hoping to do one with kind of all of what opportunities so you can kind of learn about you. I'm sure you hear all of our acronyms and programs like next gen soar tech rise. Um, so hoping to break those down for everyone um, and for maybe graduating seniors or participants um, in programs that might want to connect to our opportunities and then also doing more career uh, specific webinars. Um, obviously, I think one coming up is going to be on construction because we're going to have a summer cohort for our pre-apprenticeship. And so wanting to be able to dig in on for you all, and um, we're going to record all these on why somebody might be interested in construction and what our program looks like. Um, but yeah, more to come on summer works. I'm going to send out an email to staff to connect with students, but it's, um, it's happening. And so um, more to come. But that's it. Thank you, Jay Nicole. Um, this was a really great event. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who showed up. And the next time we have one, please invite one extra person. And Gil, thank you for sharing your afternoon with us. Um, we know you're three hours ahead of us, so <laughs> your day is kind of coming to a close. And Lenise, thank you for sharing with us as well about TechRise and how we can introduce some of our participants into technology. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Thank you everyone. Bye. Bye.